Welcome to our YouTube channel. As you take time to listen to God's word today with us, we believe that your faith will be strengthened up each day and we hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you as well as your family. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have eternal life. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And it an absolute expression of grace and truth that came in front of us. The very reason why we are celebrating Christmas is that Christmas is true, it's real. It's not a story or a history that could have happened. It's not a myth, it happened. Amen? It's the truth. And the truth is also full of grace. Amen. We are part of, we have been part of this series that I started on the first Sunday of December called um, For God So Loved. And we have been, uh, you know, each week we have been learning just from this one verse, John 3.16, For God So Loved the World. And uh, we, look, we are looking at seven great realities from just this one verse. Reality number one is God. For God so loved. What kind of God he is? He's a creator God. He is sustaining everything by his word. But he's also said that I am your father. So he's not just a great power that, that is far from us. But he's also somebody who's very personal to us. And also he's a God who is sustaining our lives. And such a great God came to this world. Reality number two is this world. What kind of world do we live in? Or what kind of world did God come into? This world is full of brokenness, sin. And the world turned into enemy of God because the world fell apart because of sin. So that's the kind of world that he came to. And the third reality is, for God so loved the world that he gave. Right? Reality number three is gave. What, why should he give? Will you ever buy a present for, a, for, for your enemies? Will you buy, would you even want to talk to them in the first place for somebody who has done something against you? But here is God's love that came chasing down for his creation and he said, I'm going to come down to you and I'm also going to give you a gift. Why should such a great God come to a broken world? And why should he come with a gift? He gave. He gave his only begotten son. It's not just any kind of giving. This giving came directly from heaven, which is Jesus Christ. Made in heaven, designed in heaven. And it's coming directly from heaven. It's not a duplicate copy. It's the word in itself that became flesh. God himself that came down to this world for you and I. So it is not, it is not something that to be taken lightly. And this giving is not just any giving. It's a sacrificial giving. Because Jesus came to this earth knowing that he's going to die on the cross. That was the very purpose that he came for. And the reality number five is believe. Whoever believes. It's not, it doesn't say if the Christians believe. 
It does not say if the blacks believe. It does not say if the Europeans or the Americans believe. It says whoever, whoever believes will not perish. It takes great faith to believe. You can have the truth in front of you, but unless you embrace the truth, the truth will not become a reality for you. Amen? Jesus is for everybody. But unless we embrace him, unless we have faith, unless we say, I embrace this truth, the birth of Jesus will not become a reality for us until we do that. And I believe everybody here this morning has embraced the truth that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Amen. And I believe that everybody has embraced the truth that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. I believe that this Christmas, you're not just celebrating out of tradition, but you're truly celebrating because Christ is born in your heart. Can I hear an amen? amen. That's the reality. That's the importance of Christmas. And we are coming to the last two realities of this verse. And, and um, you know, we, I, I was speaking on this five in our KCC Madurai campus. And, and um, I said, if you want to join for the sixth and the seventh one, you can. So now King City Church is one church, but in two locations. Amen. So that is brilliant and a big welcome. Can we welcome them all one more time who are joining, them, uh, joining us online? Um, King City Church Madurai. It's good to have Thailand's child, right? It's the first time you're bringing your baby here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That is great. I want to speak to you in this title, Life in its Abundance. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Life in its Abundance. How many of you truly understand the word abundance? Abundance. What are the moments that you have experienced abundance in your life? Give me some examples. Let's go into seminar mode. Okay. Give me some examples of when you experienced abundance in your life. Yes. You can sit and sit. Abundance of God's grace when... She reached Trichy when she moved to Trichy. Great. Anybody else experience abundance? Abundance in leading worship and praising God there. Getting an opportunity to praise God. Abundance of opportunity. Abundance of songs. Abundance of again and again doing it. Okay. Great. Any other moments of abundance? What is, what is abundance? Like, when do you call it? It's a, you call something abundance when you don't even have to think about it. It's just there all the time. Food was in abundance in the month of December? Oh my goodness. There you go. Now we are talking. You've come from the spiritual to the physical realm. <laughs> The grace of God and the graceness of my belly, pastor. Abundance of food, abundance of fellowship, uh, abundance of cakes, right? 
So, so you don't just, everywhere you go, you'll ju- you just get it. You just get it. It's just there. It's just there all the time. It's abundance. Now, can you imagine a life, your entire life, in abundance? That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Your entire life in abundance. If you see this John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish. It's a should not. It's a should not. Which means that God has decided that you and I should not be destroyed. When somebody comes against someone, it is decided in the other person's mind that I should destroy, right? When you have an enemy, you would not say, I should not destroy my enemy. When you're in a battlefield and you're on, you're on war, you, you don't go with that attitude, I should not, I sh-, you know, you, you would go with, I should get this done. But God predestined and predecided that all of us should not be destroyed. That is why you can confidently say that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Nothing that the enemy, I I just don't get it because it, it is done in the cross, Jesus Christ was born. I don't know how this whole, uh, the boardroom of the, uh, of the Satan works. I just find it really silly because uh, every time he's planning something against us and every time he fails, he's the only person who cannot learn from his failures because his failures will always be a failure. You get this? He's not like, I'm going to get better at destroying people. And God is like, they will not perish. They will not perish. No matter how much the enemy tries to destroy God's uh, people, whoever believes in him, you're bulletproofed. You're, you're, You're covered by his grace. Abundance of God's grace, abundance of God's love, abundance of God's protection, abundance of God's blessing, abundance of God's favor over your life. You are absolutely insulated with all things God in your life. But yet, we have a problem. The problem is our mind. Somebody say, ah, my mind. And our mind plays tricks on us. We believe, yet we fear. We believe, and we are living in the abundance of God and His grace, but yet we doubt. We know that God has all things sorted in His hand and nothing is impossible with the living God, but yet the mind plays things. And we keep falling into that trap. You will not perish. It is, it is written over your name that, that so-and-so will not be destroyed because this person's life is protected by God Himself. Now, he did not appoint any security. Can you imagine if he put security? I mean, if he had put the same security that we have in my apartment, oh my God. We will be destroyed. (laughs) 
He did not give that authority to another mankind. He did not give that authority to somebody else. He himself put, it, put himself there to say, I'm going to come down and I'm going to protect my children. You will not perish as long as your faith is rooted in Jesus Christ. All you need to do is believe in him. All you need to do is embrace the truth about who God is. All you need to do is to learn and understand that his grace is sufficient for you. When, he's, when God says it's sufficient, it is unlimited resource. Somebody say amen. It's an unlimited resource. I don't know how many of you know about this uh, fact about Rolls-Royce car. And, and one of the things that they put in the manual is that they don't mention values when it comes to horsepower. And, and if you walk into a Rolls-Royce showroom and you pick up a manual and you go to ho uh, the horsepower and next to it, it says sufficient. It says sufficient. It means that you get what you need, brother. You don't have to worry about that. You just need to pay for the car. And God says, my grace is sufficient for you. You just have, you, everything that you need is there. Is there. Is there. Can we be grounded in that truth? Can we be rooted in the truth that God is all that we need? The sadness or sort of unbiblical thoughts and myths that culturally we have created around Christmas is kind of distracting us from this truth. Can I be a little real here? Yeah? What do you want for Christmas? Is not the statement. Because everything that you want, you already have. All I want for Christmas is you. I know, I know you guys sing, some of you guys, single people, <laughs> singing songs. Lord, answer my prayer. I don't want to be alone next Christmas. Sharon sang that song last Christmas. <laughs> Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. The consumer mindset of the world is attached to Christmas celebrations. Christmas is all about God giving. We as Christians, disciples of Jesus Christ, Christ-centered people, for us Christmas is all about giving because we have received sufficient Abundance from God already. 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 So don't get into this consumeristic Christmas idea. Don't get into this, um, you know, uh, um, American or, or other sort of, I'm not against cultures, but I want us to be biblical. Because we can be easily shifted from the word through culture. 
I love culture, but if the culture is going to take me away from the word, then I need to say goodbye to that culture. Because it, it is so easy for us to be deviated from that. Because the truth of the matter is that it's not about the number of presents that you're going to count that is under the tree. But how many people have you shared the gospel with this Christmas? When Christians start thinking this way, it truly becomes Christmas. It's not about the presents. As though, even though it, become, it brings great joy, that's, that, that's good. Like, happiness, great. I'm not cancelling all your Christmas gifts, children. They're thinking, my goodness, where is our kingdom kids? We should go back. This pastor is saying no gifts. It's, it's okay to have that, but that, that's just the, like the, the 0.1% of Christmas because the other 99.9, it's about giving Jesus to somebody. So KCCNs, can we be a little different and can we make Christmas throughout the year by sharing the gospel and the reality of who Jesus is with our neighbors and our friends and our loved ones and even with the people that don't like you? Can we train our children, train our families, train our young people, train our teenagers to always be visible and transparent and open and honest about who they are in Christ Jesus? I know it's, this message got a little challenging now. I know you wanted a sweet plum cake message, but you'll get the cake later. But we got to, we got to really step into Christmas. Because the reality of it is that if you have the life in abundance, abundance will always overflow. Abundance will always overflow. You cannot find a selfish person living in abundance. Because abundance is not about all the stuff that they fill up their house with. Abundance is that no matter what you have and you don't have, you still have joy in your heart. You are not dictated by the external factors, but you are led by the internal power, which is the filling of the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit has filled your hearts already. And if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and if you are walking with God, and if you are praising and enjoying His presence, you and I, we are accountable. God is going to hold us accountable to make sure that we re-gift this gift of what we have received from God. We share it with others. We got to tell the world that Jesus Christ is the real deal. And we got to live it in such a way. Because you and I, we, we have something that is more precious. Because God has said, you will not perish. You will not perish. Everything around us is perishing. Everything around us is being destroyed. Everything around us has got an expiry date. And God came and wiped away that expiry date from our lives. And I'm not saying that you will not physically die. Death is evident for everybody. But what we have is that 
because of the ending of this physical nature of this world, we walk into a much more glorious place of eternal life. That's what the ending part of this verse says. Whoever believes in him will not, should not perish, but will have eternal life. The eternal life is so much more precious. It's something that we need to connect to. Your Christmas is directly connected into your eternity. How you live your life and how you lead your life and how you share this life with others is directly and proportionately connected to how you walk into eternity. And God has blessed you with this eternal life. And that eternal life is a promise for everybody, for those who believe. John 3, 36, it says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God remains on him. Can I tell you something? The wrath of God is already on mankind. You don't have to experience something new. It's just already there because of sin. But you and I, because we believed in Jesus and we obey in God, we are removed from that wrath. We are removed from that wrath. And that wrath is not something that we want to expect. I don't, I don't want to be in the bad books of God. Do you? I don't want to ever even experience a single you know, um, moment in my life where I experience the wrath of God in my life. The blood of Jesus has bought me, has washed me clean. And this Christmas, we know that we are no longer under condemnation because of Jesus Christ. You're not condemned, but you are redeemed. So that's the truth about who we are in Christ Jesus. John 6.63, it says, it is the Spirit who gives life. It is the Spirit who gives life. If you believe in the living God, you will have an eternal life. Not because of who we are or what we have done, but simply because of the birth of Jesus, the death and the resurrection. And He has aligned our life. We were supposed to perish. But Jesus came and said, you will not perish because I am here. Merry Christmas. That's the reason why it's a joy. That's the reason why we say Happy Christmas. That's the reason why we celebrate Good Friday, even though He went on the cross. That's why we celebrate every single moment of who Jesus is. John 11, verse 25 and 26, it says, Whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet he shall live everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die can you think about that verse for a minute whoever believes in me john 11 25 26 whoever believes in me though he dies yet he shall live that's life in abundance that's life in abundance you can have a lot of cars, 
You can have a lot of houses. You can have the best job in the world. You can have millions of dollars in cash everywhere. All of that, with all of that, right? The moment you shut your eyes. Dr. Hannah, you can help me with this. They, you mark the date and the time first. And then they don't call you by title. They, they, they don't call you even by your name. You're called body. You can have it all. It comes back to body. When is the body going? When is the body being buried? They're not going to come say, when is reverend doctor so-and-so body? is Probably up there on stage, but really it's, there's no life. When the life is gone, this is nothing. But yet, we don't realize the one who gave us this gift of life wants to have a relationship with us which is so personal, powerful, and deeper. And you don't need anything physically to maintain that relationship with the eternal God. You don't need money to be in a relationship with the eternal God. You don't need a great job to be in a relationship with the eternal God. You don't need you know, a lot of cash to be in a relationship with eternal God. So the true life in abundance does not require anything that this world has promised. But yet, our life is completely focused on the superficial and we are letting go of the supernatural God. We are so focused from the moment we wake up, from the moment we go to bed, we are so focused and running and running and running and running and running after the things that pleases us. I'm not saying give up on everything and just be in a relationship with God. I know you do all those parts because we have those responsibility to live as a human being on this earth, but it should never supersede the relationship that we have in Christ Jesus. Because that takes presidency. That takes, you know, the highest preference. That has to be the priority. It should not be even at the top of the list. It should be the center of your life. Because whatever you put in the center is what revolves, you know, everything revolves around that. So can Jesus be at the center of your life, not just during Christmas, but every day? A young boy walked into my office this morning and asked me, and, um, you know, is this your Christmas shirt? I said, for, for a minute I thought, what's wrong with this? Can't he tell that this is my Christmas shirt? And then I thought to myself, let me have a little bit of fun with him. And I said, no, this is not my Christmas shirt. It's a very old shirt. Oh, what happened? Why you didn't get a shirt? And then I told him, you see, buddy, Christmas is every day. Can I buy a shirt every day? 
he looked at me and he was like, Shweta, nana keta. His look was almost like that. Oh, and then, but then politely he said, Okay, Sam, uncle, we'll catch up later, see you later. <laughs> and then I said to myself, Why did I just confuse that kid? <laughs> Maybe he'll go to his dad and ask, Dad, can I have a shirt every day? It's Christmas. Every day. That's the reality. Christ should be born in our hearts every day. And Christ should be a realization every day. Christ should be celebrated in your families every day. Christ should be placed at the center, not just on a manger or, or, or a setup or a display, but really it be, should be at the center of our lives every day. May the Christmas light shine in your life and your hearts and in your home every day. And, and, and it's not just those cereal bulbs because, damn man, those cereal bulbs, it won't even last for that Christmas. And you put it away saying that, you know, uh, I'm going to use the lights next year, keep it safe. And then you go open it, it all comes in shreds and pieces. But the true light of Jesus that he has for you and I, it can shine in your life, in your family, in your home every day. May the star of Christ be upon your homes every day throughout the year. May every moment in your home be a time of celebration, a time of rejoicing, a time of fellowship, a time no matter what the enemy throws at us, we got to keep looking at him and say, hey, Satan, buddy, happy Christmas to you. Days, January, da? Doesn't matter. Christ in me, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. And I pray and I prophesy over your life that every single person here will receive that glory, will experience that glory in your life, and you will walk in abundance. You will walk in abundance. You will walk in abundance. For what God has for us is in eternity is greater, much greater Saudi Arabia can, cannot match it. They can, Dubai can build the tallest buildings possible, but they cannot match the castles in heaven. I don't like gold. All the best to you when you get to heaven. I love gold. Well, you might be walking upside down. There is so much of things that God has for us. But all of that comes out of that relationship of who we are in Christ Jesus. There are so many good people, but just good people cannot get to heaven. It takes faith. It takes faith. I have seen great good people better than Christians outside Christianity. But the sad part is that it is not your good deeds that takes you into abundance with God. 
It is the faith in Jesus. It is the belief in Jesus. You can have it all. And if you miss on this, you will miss the life in abundance. So this morning, if you're already a believer, if you're already a Christian, can you examine yourselves this Christmas as you go back home to enjoy your day? It's all good. Have a great time. Have a good fellowship. But can you really go deep in your heart to find out how can I experience this abundance today and right now? And am I experiencing this abundance? Because if you need to prepare your life for eternity, you got to start experiencing His abundance here and now. Here and now. And you got to ask God, Lord, where am I failing in my faith? Where am I lacking in my faith? Which part of my life your light and you know, your glory is not shining? Show me, Holy Spirit, so that I will let your light shine. When you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and when you start listening and when you start, you know, uh, leading your life by being led by the Holy Spirit, you will start seeing God opening doors in your life that you did not even think that was a door. Hello? Have you gone to houses where, you know, it's like a maze? Where is the bathroom when you're going around and round and round? And you come back to the living room five times. And then you don't know where the rooms are. You don't know where some doors are. It's so camouflaged. It's done so well. And, and, and to your surprise, and you would have seen in movies, like they open a book and then the bookshelf opens. All the James Bond movies. And then you did not even know that there was an access. When we start living under the glory of God and in this deep relationship, Things that you did not even see as a door, as an opportunity, as something that God has for you, your eyes will be open to that. And you'll be like, ah, I never thought that this would come to pass. And the reason it came to pass is because God's light and His glory and His star is shining upon you. Is shining upon you. And how these Wise men looked at the star and they started following and they came and saw, you know, the real king-size bed of Jesus being in the manger. And they came and worshipped. Now these guys were not from Jerusalem. They come from the far east. They don't know Torah. They don't know any Jewish laws. They don't know Bible. They don't know the prophecies. But they saw the star and they came. They know that something special is happening. And they came. Can this church be that star? That people who have no clue about who Jesus is, but they see something shining over your lives, that they come near you. And they come to see what is special happening in your life. And then they see Jesus. They see Jesus. And because they see Jesus in you, they want to follow Jesus. The closest one person can get to Jesus is through you. The closest one person can experience Jesus is through you. Are you ready for that kind of Christmas church?
Amen? Trees are great. Lights are great. Gifts is great. But let's keep displaying the one who is greater. The one who is greater. And may his glory shine over your life. Can we all stand together? Why don't you hold the hand of the person standing next to you? And let's start praying. Let's start praying. Can you pray for the person who's next to you? Can you pray that, that the light of God will keep shining in that person's life that you are praying for? The enemy tries to bring darkness because of all the pains and suffering that is existing in this world. But you and I, you're supposed to be bright. You and I, we are called to shine bright because Christ in me is the hope of glory there is great hope there is great joy we are not supposed to celebrate Christmas forgetting our problems we are going to celebrate Christmas remembering our problems and knowing that even with my problems I have my saviour which is greater than my problems it is great. He is greater than my pain. He is greater than my suffering. He is greater than the, the things that I am anxious about. He is greater. He is greater. He is greater. And I exalt thee. I exalt thee. I exalt Thee, O Lord. I from John 1 from verse 1 to 14 and 
and up to verse 14 it gives you the theological truth about who God is in verse 14 it talks about we have seen his glory the glory of the father's one and only son but here comes verse 15 and this is the conclusion of the message verse 15 it says this is John just being excited like a little kid like a little kid this is John just I can just imagine you know imagine John jumping up and down it's like your favorite actor came to your house or it's like your favorite sportsman or it's somebody that you really 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 you know um, celebrate has come to you and John says in verse 15 says John testified about him and he shouted to the crowd saying this is the one I was talking about this is the one I am talking about this is the one that said someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am for he existed long before me this is the one that I'm talking about it's like the little kid that wanted something and and this is the one that I want this is the person I was talking about this is the one that I want to marry hey this is the one and we have a lot of these this is the one this is the one but let me tell you something Jesus is the one that's the one that we you are you praying for hope you already got it because Jesus is the one are you praying for healing you are already set free because Jesus is the one are you anxious about the future and how your future is going to be are you scared about the future of your children? Let me tell you something. Stop wasting your time worrying about it because He's the one and He is in absolute control of all things. Feed Him with the one. Feed your children with the love and the love of Christ. No amount of education can replace that. This is the one. This is the one. And verse 16 it says, John testifies and he says, This is the one. From him comes abundance. He says that verse, From him comes abundance. We have all received one gracious blessing after another. After another. After another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness comes through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. No one has ever seen the unique one who is and who himself is God. But he is now revealed to us and his name is Jesus. Nobody can say that God does not exist because it's happy Christmas. Nobody can say that I don't think, I don't think that God is real because you, you don't know the Christmas story. And, and none of us can ever pray saying that God, are you there? And God is like, hello, I'm inside you only. 
It's like you're looking for somebody far out and that person is standing right next to you and then they're like doing this. And sometimes we feel so much full in ourselves, filled with worry and pain and fear and suffering. And God is saying, Christ in me, the hope of, He is in, in you. His presence is in you. Everything you need, life in abundance is in you. If Christ is with you, who can be against you? If Christ is for you, who can speak against you? If Christ is for you, who can destroy you? No one. Turn to the person standing next to you, look at them and tell them, no one. No one. No one. Say it with confidence, no one. No one. Because He is the one. And He's in absolute control of my life. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon today. Hope it was a blessing for you as well as your family. If you would like to support our ministry, you can do so by visiting kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. And we will meet you next week with another inspiring sermon. God bless you.